This is Henry Kennedy. I'm the executive director of Kiev Wavis Education. You're listening to the Quest Podcast, stories from Dermascada Lake. Kiev Wavis has been here for about 100 years, so we headed out to talk with some of our alumni to hear some of their stories and share them with you. We have flown down to Alabama. Billy, if you would please introduce yourself, uh, let me know who you are and when were you at Kiev. I guess uh, Henry still calls me Billy, which is a family <laughs> moniker. I prefer Bill, but my name, real name is William Jessup. And uh, I was at Kiev. I went there probably my 12th year, which would be 1950. Uh, and then over the next five or six years, I was there three years as a camper and a couple years as a junior counselor. Awesome. 1950. Well, that wasn't exactly yesterday, was it? Cousin? Nope. Things were different then. So when you think of your time at camp, what, what comes to mind right off the bat? Well, camp was a, just an entirely different lifestyle for me growing, growing up in a small southern city uh, and, and with only small-town friends, and suddenly I'm placed in a, in a northeastern part of the U.S. with people that didn't talk like I talked, and they didn't think I talked like they talked. Uh, but we had pretty meager background, and a lot of these kids that I was in camp with had more affluent backgrounds, but it didn't make any difference. We just had a great time together, and I was other than my first year there, uh, which I had another first cousin with me, I was the sole Southerner there mm. and was sort of proud of my Southern heritage, frankly, and, and, and really got some, converted some guys to love the South like I did. Uh, now you're talking about the South, uh, cousin Bill and, uh, you know, my grandmother, who married the Don Kennedy, who founded Kiev in 1926, uh, we're related. So tell us a little bit about her and about our Walker side of our family, if you wouldn't mind. The Walker side um, was my grandmother and grandfather were married and my grandparents. And my granddaddy attended the University of Alabama. I'm not even sure I know where he met my grandmother, but because uh, she went to Goucher, I think. But in any event, they had five children, three boys and two girls. And all the boys were educated at Princeton. And the girls, my, of which my mother was one of the two girls, she went to Vassar. And her sister went to uh, Brown, I believe. But in any event, all of them were educated in the East highly educated, and I always do laugh. My granddaddy was an Alabama graduate, but he wouldn't let any of the children go to Alabama. <laughs> uh, so I, that tells you something. My grandmother was, I think the Walker family was pretty affluent. My father was from not an affluent uh, backing, and I thought many times when I realized how my grandmother was so social conscious, how she must be rolling over in her grave with when they married my grand when when they got married. But nevertheless they had a good marriage and produced I hope two good children. Yeah. So my great grandfather then so he went to the University of Alabama. What did he do while he was at 
university? Well, he was, uh, I don't know much what he did as a student. I know he played football and he was on Alabama's very first football team as a quarterback. Quarterback did things differently then than they do now, but nevertheless, he was the quarterback on the Alabama 1892 football team. And then as I recently found out, I knew he played baseball there also and was captain of the baseball team. Uh, but he was also the first baseball coach at Alabama. So he obviously was a pretty good athlete, and I wish he had gone down a little further in the family because uh, I didn't get any of that ability. But uh, <laughs> Granddaddy also went to law school and died as a judge. Ah, okay. So he was the very first quarterback at the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right. I love it. And so the next question is about – how your family found camp and really the the, the, the answer is <laughs> it was easy <laughs> well i think well i think really i can i can almost remember even though it dates me about a lot of years uncle don and Aunt harriet being in birmingham and him encouraging me to come to camp mm-hmm. and uh because that's where elna was and my parents came up to visit mm-hmm and then, uh, so literally, how did you get to camp? Was that a big ordeal back in the day? Well, they ran a train uh, from Birmingham to at least to Philadelphia. It may have gone beyond that, but we were, I think the first year, and I've thought about this question, I think the first year, Cullum Jr. or Cullum, whatever the number is, mm-hmm. and I rode the train by ourselves hmm. all the way up to Philadelphia and were then met by other people, Kiev-related, and uh, got us the rest of the way to camp. Mm-hmm. And I think I came by train every year and stayed with, ultimately with friends that I met from Philadelphia. Right. Huh. Since that time, other members of your family have gone, right? So tell us a little bit about your own son and his kids have been there. Tell us a little bit about that, what it means to you to have your family part of the tradition of Kiev and now our girls' camp, Wavis. I think when my son John was born, Pat knew immediately where he was going to go to camp. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, she was sort of fought it early on. And I never will forget putting John on that airplane flying up to Philadelphia. Uh, it's the only time I think Pat would have left me for the weekend. She got in her car and went home to Mama. <laughs> and she was so upset about John. She had become the recruiter for a sports-minded camp in Alabama, and she thought that would be a great place for John. <laughs> uh, and she was not happy until she got the first note from John saying he was loving every minute of it <laughs> and his children now well the he has twin girls who are 20 years old soon to be well, i guess june to be 21 are completing their 12th year at Wavis. wow and uh, i wanted to enroll them in the very first class that kiev had association with Wavis and uh if they weren't enrolled in the first class, they were enrolled very early on in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they've been counselors there now for two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they love every minute of it, as does my grandson Lovett, who is at Kiev, and he's 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
we have a Kiev family. Yes, we do. And we love it. Yeah, Kiev Wavis. And and your girls, uh, the, the your granddaughters, uh, now lead some of our longest trips. And uh, so for girls that have grown up in Alabama to be leading trips in the wilds of Maine, that's not, you're probably one of the only Alabama kids in the whole world that, that, that are doing that. That is probably so. Uh, the girls, it's sort of interesting, and I, and, I, and I know John and I had sort of the same opinion, feelings about it. We weren't really anxious for our friends to go to, up to Kiev. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was sort of our special place. And whereas, actually, John had a neighbor here go to Kiev, but he called the boy a nerd. He didn't, I don't think anybody like him. <laughs> but the girls want him. I don't, I don't think they even want their friends to even, they know about it, but I don't think they want any of them to even consider going up there. That, that is their place, mm-hmm. not to be shared. <laughs> that I understand. So your time at camp, uh, how has it impacted your life to this day? Well, those are probably, if somebody asked me my memories, uh, my life memories, uh, they would be the first ones to jump out as being the most enjoyable times are probably of my 80 years of life now, <laughs> 81 years of life now. And uh, I I just loved every minute of it. And, and the only difference between now and what's going on back in my day was when I left camp, my friends, we didn't have the social media to visit with each other. I basically walked away from them every August Mm-hmm. and hoped I'd see him again in June, mm-hmm. but had no contact with him otherwise. And I missed that part of it. Right. So tell me about some of your favorite memories while you were a camper at Kiev. Camp was different then than it is now. Mm-hmm. We uh, we had a lot more in, more in-camp experiences mm-hmm. than, than what I think is going on now. And now I think it's all tripping. The older ones, that's true, yes. And uh, yet we had softball tournaments and played tennis and had riflery and archery. And so, yeah, we made trips, but we had a lot of in-camp experiences, and, and I enjoyed those as well. And you guys were there for almost eight weeks back in the day. We were there eight weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a much smaller camp. you remember how many kids might have been there? Might have been 50 or 60. Yeah, it'd be something like that. Yeah, yeah. for an entire summer. Right. Really built relationships. We became very friendly. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Well, speaking of friends, uh, who were some of your best friends at camp back in the day? The Tom Stewart. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he ended up being, I think it was Kiev Camper, my last year as a camper, our last year as a camper. Mm -hmm. He and I became awfully good friends and and we were able to renew that friendship about 10 years or so ago hmm. and uh, and really had, uh, you know, picked up like we had never had been apart. And uh, So this was Tom Stewart, and he grew up, what, in Philadelphia? He grew up in Philadelphia. Huh. And, I, and, we, and was, I spent some nights at his house going to and from camp, and I think I went to my first Major League Baseball game with his family. Huh. So, uh, you know, you mentioned Tommy Stewart or Tom Stewart and, uh, and his son, Tommy was one of my campers, uh, you know, fast forward another 30 years later. And, uh, and to this day where we've, um, maintained a, a close friendship and, uh, and his grandson, uh, Tom's grandson came to Kiev too, back in the day. 
And then, so why is the camp experience important for, for kids today? Well, I think camp experience is important because it takes them out of their parents and makes them become independent mm-hmm. and learn how to socialize with and I think the camp experience at Kiev was wonderfully important because everybody had to learn to get along with people from other parts of the country. <laughs> the The reason I mention social media, though, is that the grandkids can keep up with their camp friends, Yeah, which I could not do. Right. Well, I, I would not do. I would not sit down and write letters. So uh, traditions at, at camp, I mean, I, I remember many of them. What uh, What traditions do you remember at the camp? Remember swimming your island? Oh, I remember that distinctly. Um, <laughs> and I remember that, and, and I don't think y'all have it anymore, was at the last day of camp you had all the, the races and all. You're right. We don't do that anymore. It was called water sports back water in the sports, day. Water sports, that's right. And I, I remember, the, is, there, is there a name like Tony Stout ring any bells at all with you? No. I spent a weekend with Tony. He was from Princeton, New Jersey. He had great balance, and I was a pretty good canoeer. <laughs> but he and I won, won the— uh, Oh, that's the jousting? Jousting, the, yep. The ball on the yep. end of the long pole. Yep. Yeah. It, it looked very—looked uh, dangerous. <laughs> well, <laughs> Too many lawyers in the world today. We can't do all these things. That yeah, we used to I suspect do. that's right. <laughs> what, what about the trips? Are there some trips that stand out in your mind? Well, one of the trips, I don't even know which the name of the trip was, but we, the Kia boys, of which I was one, got credit for stopping a wildfire. Hmm. And, uh, and and so, you know, that one was sort of stands out. Yeah. We found it early and, and put it out, and we got some kind of local press coverage for it. Huh. Uh, so did you paddle the Allagash River back in the day? No, I missed Allegheny. Mm-hmm. What what rivers do you remember paddling? Uh, Penobscot and St. Croix, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the other names. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so to be out there in a canoe uh, was something that you probably had never done before. Oh, there's no way to do that in Alabama. Well, I'm sure there is now, but there wasn't then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking of uh, doing river trips back in the day, I remember stories and photographs of uh, people getting stuck in log jams. Did you ever get stuck in a log, j- I, log jam? I can remember being involved in a log jam. I don't remember being stuck in a log jam. Uh-huh. Yep. That, yeah, they used to move those logs up and down the rivers. That's right. Yep. And that's, uh, uh, that's something they don't do anymore. But back in the day, uh, they would float the logs down the river to get them to the mills. And if you happen to be canoeing that river, you it's, it was pretty pretty tough, wasn't it? Uh, I have a picture of a log jam, and I don't know where I was relative to it. <laughs> I guess you guys probably had to make alternative plans that day. Yeah. <laughs> and so for campers that are just starting out today, uh, what advice would you give them about uh, going away to Kiev or to Wavis? Just be excited about it because mm-hmm. it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. Mm. They're going to remember it for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And then for, for the oldest campers, and, and you've got uh, some of those as grandkids now that are going out into the world to make their way, uh, how would you suggest that they, um, that they carry camp forward in, out in the other world? Well, I think what the biggest thing I might have learned was perseverance. Mm-hmm. Just sort of hang, hang with it. Keep working at it. Mm-hmm. Don't stop. Right. And uh, yeah, sure, character and courage and all of that applies, but... I, I remember just having to persevere through some 
through what appeared to be tough times. Right. Everybody remembers only the hard times of, of tripping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easy times you forget immediately when you get back to camp. Mm. And isn't it a great feeling to uh, to persevere and to to attain a goal? Yep. To meet to find yourself at the other end of a portage trail, or right uh, after a windy, stormy day, to the next day have the sun come out and the wind turn at your back. Yeah, pretty darn special. <laughs> so, uh, anything else that uh, you want to? If I missed anything, Bill. I'm sitting here thinking I'm. I would just have to reiterate it. It was highlight of my life, mm. the years I spent in Kiev. That is, awesome. and I am delighted that my children and grandchildren are having those same experiences, <laughs> and it, it means the world to me. You all are a huge part of our lives and of Kiev and Wabas, and, and you will be forever. And you've been extraordinarily generous and just an unconditional love. And we get together as a family every other year to yep. do a, a whole family reunion. And, yep. and as a matter of fact, I uh, called Diane last night. We have some dates for next year's reunion, so that's good. good. Does Diane wear her Alabama shirt? I, I'm sure she does from time to time. I don't see her that much. I want her to be sure and wear it. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you next time. In spirit on our hearts engraved, fond memories of Kiev. Hip hip, rah rah rah, tag tag tag, sis sis sis, boom boom boom, ba, Kiev, Kiev, Kiev.